Well, good morning, everyone. We're uh, back again, and uh, we just been talking about purpose for the past couple weeks, and um, we're going to kind of stay with that and move away from that both at the same time, and we're going to um, revisit some scripture today that we had talked about not long ago. The difference is we're going to look at it in a different way. Now, that's what's one thing about God's Word is, is that we can take the same scripture and we can look at it and keep getting something else from it. So uh, let's start off with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity today, Father, to get into your word. We ask you to just to lead us and guide us through it, Father. Take myself out of the way. Open our hearts and minds to receive it. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, so um, let's just start off with a, an example. You know, uh, we just got off the subject of, of Mother's Day and, and the role of a mother, but as a parent, one of the things we do is that we, we teach because we want to make our kids self-sufficient, to be able to do things for themselves. So we teach, and uh, to be honest, sometimes we teach because we don't want to do it anymore. We want to let them be able to do it for themselves. Uh, my youngest one, he has these little chains, and they have a little slot in them so you can link them together or you can take them apart. And uh, he likes to take them all apart so he can do the different things he does with them and make shapes and lines them up and all these kind of things. And sometimes when they get bunched together or put back in the container, they wind up linking themselves up. And he'll bring them to me for me to take them apart. And I've tried a few times as I say, wait, let me show you how to do it so you can do it yourself. But he don't want to take the time to do that because it's a lot easier for dad just to do it. He don't have to take the time to learn. He don't have to get through the process of it. He just wants that instant gratification. And you know, if you're, you're new to my teachings, one of the things I like to do is I like to not just be full of condemnation and not explain why we do the things we do you know because we're human we all share certain human characteristics and this behavior that my youngest shows that's no different than many of the rest of us that we do because we want that instant gratification we want it right then right now and we live in a different time now than generations past Times before, if you lived out on the farm, if you lived out in a rural area, you had to be self-reliant. All you had was you and your family and the things that you had right there available to you. There wasn't no just running to the store up the corner because there wasn't a store there. There wasn't calling someone up. There wasn't these things. But now we live in a modern society where help is only a phone call away. We can pick up that phone. We can look up a number. And there is a person that will take care of whatever we need for a fee. We can have food delivered. We can have someone fix our wash machine. We can have someone take off our trash. We can have someone mow our lawn. No matter what the need is, there's someone that is willing to do it. We don't have to learn. We don't have to do. All we have to do is 
So because of this, we have had, we've lost that drive to want to learn, to want to be able to have these knowledge and be able to do these things for ourselves. It's something that we have been building up generation and generation. And when we look at the learning and having a relationship with God, it's the same thing. We figure there's someone else can do it. There's someone else that can pray. There's someone else that can be the example. And we don't need to bother with it. But it's simply not the case. Now let's talk about something else. You know, one of the things we hear a lot of times is that we're being tested as a Christian. We're being tested as a person because of all these things that happen to us that we have to go through. And many times we say it's God testing us and it's, or it's because of a behavior we've done. It's a cause and effect. And in reality, God does not test us with negative things. He does not cause pain to come upon us. He does not cause bad things to happen to us. But he does allow it to happen. And there is a reason for it. There is a purpose for it. There's that word again we've been using, purpose for it. Do you know that almost everything that we use in our home has been tested? Whenever they build a new model of car, they hook it up to a cable and they pull it 60 miles an hour into a concrete wall to see how it survives a crash. They fill it up full of human-like mannequins with all kinds of sensors to know what kind of damage would be inflicted into a human body. That way there, whenever you buy that car, you know when you're driving down the road at 60 miles an hour, if something was to happen, that you will be safe because someone has taken the time to test it. When you buy that step stool that you put in your kitchen, there'll be a little sticker on the bottom that'll say weight capacity, 300 pounds or whatever it may be. And we know that someone in a facility somewhere, they tested the limits. They kept applying weight to that little ladder to see at what point would it fail. And most times when we see that weight capacity, we, we, in reality, the actual fail capacity is well beyond that. It's just they determined that this is a safe bet. That as long as you stay within this side, this range that you'll be perfectly safe that this thing will perform and will do exactly what it says it's going to do because someone has tested it testing is very important because of these things when you produce a product you want to be able to stand behind that product knowing that you've thrown things that could possibly happen to it in life and knowing that it will stand up to it. And knowing that if you deviate from that and what could happen if you do. 
right now, hot topic items is, is about FDA approval. And why is that so important? Because this is about testing. It's about taking something, a medication, a vaccine, whatever it is, and testing it over the course of time to know how people are going to react, what might happen in certain situations, what other kind of drug interactions they are, is to keep people safe. There's many kinds of drugs that do not work well with other kinds of drugs. So if you put these two things into your system, it could cause a lethal situation. There's certain things that react with certain types of body conditions or issues that when taken, it could react in a lethal situation. And there's a lot of pressure today to get these vaccinations that are out, to get them FDA approved because that'll make people feel secure about it. But the people that's doing the testing, they have to make sure that all of these things are in place, that all of these things are being taken care of because we do put our trust in testing. Because that's the only way that we know that things are secure. So what does that have to do with God? We've been taught for so long. We have all these groups of religious leaders. We have these pastors that have these mega churches. They have book deals. They have TV shows. And I've noticed one thing in common about each and every one of them. That when Sunday rolls around, no matter what the topic is, the format is the same. So you're not going to hear them talking about things that I just talked about right now because that could be considered controversial. Their messages are neutered, they're watered down, and they are designed to not put any kind of conviction or condemnation, or anything like that. They are to appeal to a, the widest group of people. And they want to have a message that is uplifting and peaceful and full of hope. They give you the idea that if you just accept God, that everything else will fall into place. And there is a huge problem with that. And that is because they don't tell you how. That's supposed to happen. How God is going to take care of your needs. And what we have to do on our end, because there is a lot of it that is on our, our end. We think that God is just supposed to take care of every little thing. We're to do nothing. We're just supposed to sit here and just get it, get it, get it. But that is simply not the case. We have a role. We have a purpose. Jesus was a teacher. Jesus is a teacher. Jesus is a teacher because he's still teaching us today. You know, we see all of the 
things that he did, all the miracles. And that's what we focus on so much of. He turned water into wine. He walked on the water. He fed thousands and thousands of people. He healed the sick. He did all these things. And we see that because he's the son of God. And yes. But you know, he didn't do all these things for the show. He didn't do it for the glamour. He did it to teach us because each and everything that we are reading about that he is teaching us today has purpose. And let's look at an example of this. And like I said earlier, we, we talked about this not too long ago, but we're going to look at the, the different portion of it. We're not looking at the person this time. We're going to look at Jesus. And we're in uh, Matthew 17, verse 14. And when they... And it came to the multitude, they came to him, a certain man, kneeling down and saying to him, O Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. He is sore vexed, and oftentimes he falleth in the fire and to the water. And he brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. And then Jesus answered, now pay attention, and he said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. And when the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why were you not able to cast him out? Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have the grain of the mustard seed, thou shalt say unto this mountain, Remove to that yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now let's look at this. I want to go back to, to verse 17. And I want you to really dig in. I want you to picture the attitude of Jesus here. And Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? Jesus is aggravated. He is calling them out. He is calling them faithless. He is calling them perverse. Why? Why is he so aggravated? Because Jesus is a teacher. And we can flip back through the book of Matthew and look at all the things. And we have listings of teachings after teachings after teachings that Jesus has done prior to this event. We see miracle after miracle after miracle that he has performed prior to this event. He has been teaching and teaching and teaching. Telling them everything they need to know. He has given them everything they need. But it's like that little child again. They, they try to do it. They struggle with it just a little bit. And then, okay, we're going to go to daddy and let daddy take care of it for us because that's easier. That's easier. And that, that's where, where we're at. Because we don't take the time to understand. We don't pay attention to the teachings. We don't pay attention to the teachings. We don't listen. Week after week after week, we talk about the teachings. We talk about what we need to do to be happy, healthy, and whole. How to connect with God. How to bring the kingdom of heaven down. And... Every single week it goes undone. 
we have doubt, we have fear, we don't have the time, we have excuses, we have 80,000 reasons to not make it happen. We talk about the face of the mustard seed, not because we need so little face, but because we have so little. So, Jesus teaches, and we don't listen. So what happens is, we are in these situations. Now, from what we get from the mainstream religion, what we get from the inspirational quotes, what we get, we get this idea is that we simply just, God's going to take care of all of our problems, no matter what it is. So what happens is we come to one of these tests that we have in lives, and we're going to have tons of them because this is our journey. This is not our destination. All through life, we are just moving through something to get to something else. We have to survive childhood to make it to adulthood. We have to survive a career to make it to retirement. We have to survive being in this world so we can make it to where? Heaven. That's where perfection lies. That's where our final destination is. That is the reward. But like everything else in life, there is going to be challenges. There are going to be tests. And we expect that God's just going to take care of everything, that we don't have to do nothing that's just going to magically happen with no effort on our part. And we hear all these things that we're thinking about. And we're not even thinking about God until what? Till things go bad. And that is why, my friends, that God allows us to be tested so often. Because if it wasn't for the bad times, we would never turn to Him. We would never lean on Him. We would never believe. We would think we have no reason for it. Because everything's good. We would never praise him for the good times because we don't even praise him now. When we know without a shadow of a doubt that God has rained down blessings upon us, that God has seen us through the situation, he gets no praise. We find something else to praise. We praise a man. We praise a politician. We praise ourselves. We praise good fortune. We call it luck. We call it anything but what it is, and that is God. So, God allows us to go through these, these tests. Now, when we product test, if something doesn't, doesn't make it, what do we do? We either scrap it or we improve it. If something fails to function as it's supposed to, they either make it better or don't make it at all. And that is what God is doing with us. He's making us better. Now, God can have that instant fix. God can have that immediate blessing, that miracle. Those things that we, we want to see, we hope is going to happen in our lives. But that is the exception. That is not the rule. For most things, and the Word of God backs me up on this, God does over time, and He does it in His time. Most things we see don't happen instantly. They happen over the course of what? Years. Joseph spent years before he ever rose to power. 
His father spent years waiting on the one he wanted to marry. His father spent years waiting. And the one before that spent years waiting. David, a man with God's own heart, he had his troubles, both self-induced and just of the world. We all have our troubles. We all have our tests. We all have our purpose. God sees us through. We expect the big miracle. We expect to wake up the next morning and everything to be set right. But we don't ever learn. I want you to think back on everything that's ever happened. Anytime that you, you've came through the sickness, a financial situation, someone that was putting you down, no matter what the situation was, what did it do to you? It doesn't make you weaker. It makes you stronger. It makes you able to encounter the next battle with more confidence and more faith. More confidence in God. More faith in God because he's seen you through the last time. And more confidence and faith in yourself because you're being pushed past your limits. You know, if you're, you're wanting to build muscle mass, you have to push past the limits of your muscles. You take them and go. You just can't go anymore. And what happens is they respond by building their cells back stronger. So over the course of time, you're able to lift more and more weight because you push them to the point that they're tore down a little bit and then they come and build back stronger. And that's what our testing does for us. We get pushed past our comfort zone, past where we're, we like to be, and we get beat up a little bit. We get tore down a little bit. We get a little bruised, a little battered. But when we are fixed back up, when the things start to grow back, when the things heal, we heal stronger. We hear stronger. Jesus was frustrated. He says, how long shall I be with you? Because he knew that his time was limited. He knew he was there for only a short amount of time. And he had to get these people to understand because he was going to be gone. They were, he was not going to be there for them to come running to to say, Jesus, we can't do it. We need you to do it. He had to get them to rely on faith. And we see that, that later on that it works. We see that People would line up just to get into the shadow of Peter so they could be healed. But that didn't happen 
instantly. It happened through trials, through tests. Now, you know, you just think about that. Think about how how Peter felt, how, how the disciples felt whenever they couldn't accomplish this. When Jesus... You know, we all get scolded by God every now and then. If you, if you pay attention and listen, he'll get on to you. And uh, imagine that. You're standing there face to face with Jesus. And he's telling you how faithless and how perverse and how that you're running out of time. How disappointed they must have been in their selves. how they must have felt bad for letting him down. Do we do that today? Do you ever ever feel bad? Do you ever feel bad because you're letting down Jesus? Do you even think about it? That he did all of this for us. He died for us. He covered us with his blood. So we can be, we can do, we can have all of these things. He gave us all of these tools to be able to use and we don't put them to use. Do you ever think about that? Does that ever make you feel bad? You know, eventually we are going to see him face to face. That time is coming and we will have to answer. And are we going to be able to Stand there proudly and boldly and knowing that we did everything that we could do. Knowing that we were good students of the teacher. Knowing that we fulfilled our purpose. Or are we going to be hanging our heads in shame because of how little we have done. How we wanted someone else to take care of it. Testing isn't bad. It has its purpose. It's to make things safe, to make things better, to make things stronger. God knows this. God wants us to rely on Him. We think that everything is just supposed to be perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. We live in a fallen, sinful world. And the fact is, the truth is, I'm going to tell you right now, you being a born-again believer of God makes it harder. Because you are going against Satan. You are going against the world. You are going against everything that's dark and evil. Because the devil doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want to see souls one for Christ. You know why? Because everyone that Christ doesn't get, he gets. You know how misery... Love's company. 
The devil don't want to be alone. He wants to have people right down there suffering with him. We need to change the way that we do things. Be more self-reliant and be more God-reliant. And the more God-reliant you are, the more self-reliant you can be. Because he will see you through everything you need to accomplish. There's been times in my life that I've been trying to figure things out. You know, just because we can call somebody, don't mean we always can afford somebody. Don't mean somebody's always readily available. You know, just a little phone call to God, a little, Father, help me, please, can open up a whole world of information because he has all the answers. Every time in the world that something, something happens, that we have a shortage of something or the threat of a shortage, we have this panic that goes into play. Because we're not self-sufficient. We are people are not self-sufficient anymore. We cannot do anything for ourselves. And we don't have God to rely on because we choose not to. We choose the world. And the world is going to do nothing but let us down. God created man and woman and he put them in the garden. And that garden then provided them with everything they needed. Food, shelter, they had each other, they had God. Everything they needed. And nothing changed because this is the very same God that is alive and well that we should be serving today. And I say should be because many of us aren't. That we should be serving today because that is the same God that was in the beginning. Same one. And he is still providing us with everything that we need. Problem is we think we need so much more than what we have. That we think we need things that the world provides. And all we need is what God provides. That is the one thing that we need is God. Life is going to test you. It's going to challenge you. It is going to hurt you. Paul understood this. And he understood that it has purpose. And he understood that it is for our good because God sees us through it. He said, count it all joy. No matter what situation he was put in, no matter how bad it looked, he was content because he had the one thing that he needed, and that was God. That is our source. Our situations, our circumstances, they are going to change all the time. That is why we need the one constant. The one thing that always stays the same is that's the one thing that will never let us down. And that is God.
Where are you at today? 